This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Saturday, June 12th, and yes, this is the Daily Financial News. This is a new show you can look forward to seven days a week. Uh, I have the habit of getting up early, read about what's going on, and I look forward to sharing with you what that is. Before we get into the Daily Financial News, I want to announce two quick things. Actually, three. First and foremost, I want to thank Dion. Matt, the Lumberjack, and Ty, uh, they were gracious enough to help me continue to create original content for you yesterday and the day before, all while my home network is still down. Very, very frustrating, but I do have confirmation that the piece we need will be here at noon, so hopefully, fingers crossed, we will be set to go for Laura Morby tomorrow. I'm spending money. Let's hope it pays off. Second, uh, just since yesterday evening, I mailed out a bunch of these. We have another one. want to congratulate Caleb. Caleb? Caleb, sorry. Caleb, uh, your postcard will be going out this morning. If you want one of these, first off, they can be earned. Uh, you just have to follow one rental at a time, maybe read the book, certainly if you are one of my students, and close a deal because of one rental at a time. Here's the catch, though. I need your address because I put your address on this and it gets mailed to you. So uh, just in the last 48 hours or so, I've heard about dozens of deals getting done. So congratulations, but I need your addresses. So uh, DM me, Instagram, Most a lot of people have done that already. On Facebook, if you happen to be one of my friends, if you're one of the students, you can DM me or uh, put some notes in the uh, Facebook group that we are part of. I don't generally recommend putting your address in a comment on YouTube. I know I wouldn't do that. Uh, but basically, uh, actually, my email is also in the book. So give me your address. I will send you one of these. Uh, and I look forward to announcing, I think, the names of everybody who gets one. So Caleb, as of this Saturday morning, this is going out to you. So congratulations. And then third, I am going to try to do our live Q&A at 8 o'clock. So about 27 minutes. I have a list of topics already. Usually do this from my computer because it allows me more real estate and I can see your comments. I can go back and look at them. I'm going to try to do it from my phone. It's not as easy for me. It may not be as seamless for you, but I'm going to give it a shot. Worst case, I tried. I want to keep keep rolling, uh, but again, the device will be here at noon, so we'll see what happens. So on to the daily financial news. A couple of quick things. Uh, what am I going to do? Mm, we'll go, actually, you know what? We'll go bottoms up today. One of the things that I want to highlight that I've heard in the last 48 hours is lending has gotten tighter or more restrictive. Uh, I first heard this from Matt, the mortgage guy, when he sent me an urgent, uh, I guess, message Thursday afternoon. He's like, hey, something just changed. Uh, so we, we need to pay attention to this. He was referring to owner-occupied high credit score, low debt to income, and he was having a difficult time getting a yes answer. 
Then we heard from Matt the Lumberjack yesterday, and he was sharing how he was on path to do some refinances for some duplexes, and suddenly the rules changed. So do yourself a favor. If you are an investor or even an owner-occupied buyer, and you think you have financing locked in, but it's not locked, you might want to check with your bank on Monday. Just make sure, right? This, this, is, uh, this is all happening in real time. Uh, we did put out a video yesterday. Actually, it may go out. Actually, I think it went out yesterday at 8. Thank, thank you, Dion. Uh, we actually have a demand problem, right? Demand is, I think, seven on pace for 7 million uh, transactions. Banks might be trying to, you know, pull in demand. Don't know. It, it's it's kind of happening right now. I'm trying to dig into it. So let me know what you find out. Uh, if you are getting a deal done, and you had lending change on you, let us know. This is all happening real time. Let us know. If you're one of my students in the group, let us know. Uh, this is something we must keep attention to. Because again, I've said it over decades, lending, lending, getting easier or more restrictive can drive future price appreciation for future interest. Because banks say yes and banks say no. Something to watch. Continue to work my way up on the daily financial news. Uh, we have a couple of interesting things happening next week. Earnings have generally slowed down, but we have a couple. Uh, we also have a couple of interesting economic things. Uh, really, on Tuesday, the Fed meeting begins. We will be uh, really paying attention Wednesday when Jerome Powell speaks. <laughs> um, but we also have uh, retail sales and PPI uh, coming out. So it'll be interesting to see if PPI... Uh, runs hot like it did last month. Retail sales, also very interesting. Remember, retail sales is something we watched. Over the last three weeks or so, we've talked a lot about mall-based retailers generally killing it, right? Killing it meaning beating top and bottom line. It'll be interesting to see if retail sales shows that, right? The whole revenge buying that we have been thinking might be coming this 1.6 trillion in savings, right? What's going on with the consumer? Uh, and then we have a couple of companies, Oracle, kind of big in the software space, uh, and then a another kind of home-based, uh, this is a manufacturer, Lazy Boy. So it'll be interesting what's going on there. Lazy Boy for me is going to be, what do they say about the supply chain? What do they say about shipping, freight, right? Are they seeing, are they seeing enough that they have to raise prices? Or do they think it's transitory? So that will be interesting. Wednesday, kind of a big day. Again, the Fed speaks. Jerome Powell kind of wrapping up their two-day. But we also have Lennar, home builder. For Lennar, it's going to be, what are they doing? Are they slowing down? Are they seeing lumber roll over and getting cheaper? What is going on? A lot of builders have laid pads and not built sticks, right? Not built the structures. They've slowed down dramatically. Also, I stand by something we talked about, I think, two weeks ago. There are some builders that can go bankrupt. They may have impressive income statements. They may have impressive balance sheets. But if their cash flow statements are broken, that's the way you go broke. So we have to pay attention to that. We also have housing starts. We have been underbuilding for a decade. I suspect... That trend continues and could 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 be a negative number. It could be bad. So 
we will see what happens with housing starts. Then Thursday, we have Kroger, right? What's going on with grocery stores? Is it um, going to be, uh, you know, are people still stocking up and storing things? Is it slowed down? Kroger probably has a tough compare, uh, but we shall see what's there. Adobe, again, another software player. Uh, and of course, we have initial jobless claims, which has been trending down, I think, five weeks now. Uh, so we will hope for that to continue. Uh, a couple of things going on around the Fed. Uh, the Fed is uh, it's going to be the topic du jour likely next week and the week after. There's a lot of talk about is the Fed trapped, right? The Fed is holding on tight to this message of transitory. There's a lot of things that are clearly transitory, clearly, right? Obviously, used cars was the huge example last month. Uh, this month, airplane tickets is another one. It is awesome. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, lots of people have been calling out supply chain issues as well, which could be transitory. But here is the one that, I don't know, worries me. I've talked about, I keep trying to highlight. Inflation really can have a, there's really a, there's really a part of inflation that once it's in, it sticks. And that is wage inflation. Wage inflation, I mean, Chipotle is just this week's example. Chipotle was out six or eight weeks ago, celebrated for raising the minimum wage of their employees. Six, eight weeks later, they look at the numbers and they have to raise everything. Oh, the average raise of menu items on their board was 4%. So again, just... It's just how it works, right? When the input costs, which wages are usually a significant component, when those go up, it's not transitory. So the reason I bring this up is we have currently, a roughly speaking, 10 million folks that are still not employed uh, after the last crisis. We do have 9.3 million jobs available, which is a record. But what is interesting, I think, and what I am watching for is the longer it takes for people to go back to work, the more desperate employers will be. And we could see even more, I don't know, pricing pressure, wage pressure to attract people in. So it's going to be interesting, right? Is, you know, is Chipotle the one-off or is it, again, a early indicator of a trend that becomes sticky? Time will tell. Uh, I suspect wage inflation, as I've said, I think a couple of times now, will be the topic of 2021. It should be celebrated. Again, anything you can do to, to move up the bottom rung and you know make the gap between the top 1% and not better, I am all for it. But realize we, the consumers, are going to have to pay more for our burrito bowl or whatever your favorite item is, for example. Uh, a couple of luminaries on Wall Street, uh, uh, Stanley Druckenmiller and Mark Mobius are out talking about the Fed and after CPI. I got a couple of quotes for you. One is uh, the Fed's action is causing the market, the market meaning anything for assets. We got to be very careful when these folks talk. They're generally talking about the stock market, but I would put in any assets into that. Is causing the market to ignore risk and chase yields. We have a raging mania 
in all assets. If you didn't watch the interview with Jonathan Twomley on Thursday, where we talk about multifamily and the similarities between multifamily today and single-family homes in 0708, you need to watch that one because deals getting done today in multifamily are kind of rotten to the core in many cases. They have a bad debt structure. Uh, they have unrealistic assumptions, and they are based on irrational exuberance. It is You should watch that because Jonathan and I are like, God, this feels so the same as, as 06. And the deal is, there's a very common saying in real estate, really in stocks, you make your money when you buy. You've probably heard that a hundred times. There's not a saying, but there should be, that you also buy, you also get your losses when you buy. The best example, again, in Jonathan Twomley and I's discussion, I pull up Zillow, and the person who bought my first property for 264 locked in losses. He didn't know it for years, but the problem was he paid too much. <coughs> His debt structure was horrible, and it's happening in multifamily. Then Mark Mobius, he is out there talking about the market is disoriented and confused. To me, that sounds like they're drunk. The Fed has spiked the punch. The party has been raging for a year. People are hammered. What they don't realize is the party's over. Some Many people have left, but the people still at the party, not a good look. The fact that the Fed will eventually, and probably very in the short term, talk about tapering, just talk about tapering, meaning reducing bond purchases, is going to be a wake-up call and likely catch lots of people flat-footed or on the wrong side. So be careful. And then the last thing we talked about, and this was with Jonathan and Anna this week, is cash. When you hear Jonathan and Anna talk, the, Anna is talking about her market, her beachfront Airbnbs being up 300% in less than a year. That's not normal, right? Jonathan talking about C-class value add cap rates under class A, not normal. Folks, don't get caught in the hype. Do your work. Learn your market. Please, 30-year fixed rate debt. The scariest thing about commercial multifamily is that interest rate risk. You are you're, you're signing up for interest rate risk the day you close. That could be a problem. So, folks, again, we are going to give this a shot at 8 o'clock. We're going to do a live Q&A. I don't normally do that from my phone because I can't easily see all the questions, but I'm going to try. Worst case, we give it a shot. It doesn't go well. But hopefully we can do it. And then, of course, if you're one of my students, we will talk at 9 o'clock on Facebook Live. So in the end, again, congratulations. If you want to get one of these, close a deal. Let me know about it. Get me your address. You will get a shout-out on the daily lives. Let's just have fun. We're, uh, I'll let you know what number we're at tomorrow on the road to 500. But it's been a good week. Thanks, everybody. Bye.